Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Oh, well, good morning to you and yours. Welcome to truly the morning after, the morning after the Super Bowl. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. I'm right here. And despite our rallying cries for, uh, well, this has to be our 15th year of us saying this should be an national holiday, here we sit. The day after the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, at work. Yep, at Garbage. Work. Doing things, talking about things that happened yesterday, just like everybody else, but welcome to Monday. It is the kickoff of a new week. Also, happy Valentine's Day, man. Yeah. Any plans for this evening now? Mr. Romance, what you got? No. You're not doing anything? The wife is working. Oh, man. We, we I spent feel like an entire week in Belize. That was our Valentine's Day fun. Yeah, I know, but I feel like tip of the day, Big J, would give you a world of crap. Tip of the day, Big J, would be like, oh, you spent a whole week in Belize uh, uh, in, in a no, Central I America. I don't think that's accurate. You used to say that uh, that even if you do something before Valentine's Day, you still have to do something on to show your love. And now you're spitting in your own face. Sure. Unbelievable. Well, listen, I'm not married to you, so what do I care? Happy Valentine's Day to you. I'm also not married to you. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, nobody is. Happy day. Hopefully it is a wonderful day for you. Uh, did you enjoy the Super Bowl, Big J? Yeah. It was a good day, man. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It ended up being a pretty good game. I was way wrong about that. I thought for sure it would be a blowout, but it ended up being a little bit of back and forth. Uh, although I do feel like the game took a bit of a turn when both quarterbacks were injured. The offense kind of stopped outside of that final drive, amazing drive by Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. But uh, the quarterback started missing some throws, and everybody started dropping some stuff. It was it was a weird, you know. Both quarterbacks had some leg injuries. It was clear that Joe Burrow's knee's not right. They even said so right. after the game. Yeah. Something biffed up there, and so it probably would be a different game had everybody entered or left the game healthy as they were that entered it. Same thing with Odell Beckham when he went down. That, that changed the game bummer, too. That was a bummer, man. That was a bummer. That changed the game as well. But the Rams are victorious. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the commercials. We'll talk about the whole kit and caboodle, including a fail error that I made on Super Bowl Sunday that I am happy to own up to and you can use for advice further down the road in future Super Bowls, at least I hope. That's how bad this biff was. Very embarrassed by it. Uh, Embarrassed for my family, and I have got nobody to blame but myself. Damn. Plus, we have tickets to our free X show with Dead Sarah, which is officially one week from today. We will hook you up with some tickets to Wolfgang Van Halen and Dirty Honey. That show's coming to town a week from tomorrow at the Rev Center. And all sorts of other fun and excitement, including a bearded badass today on the agenda. Let's get started with some music. We'll kick things off with some Metallica this morning. It's Nothing Else Matters here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, you already kind of have a zoo at the Big J house. You, yeah. ever, you ever think about adding maybe a horse into the mix? No. You got a backyard no, now. No, nice no, fence. not big enough. Put a horse back there. Nope. Started grazing. Take it out for little rides across the Middleton neighborhood. Can't you see yourself galloping no. down Middleton no, Road? No, I, I cannot. To the Ridleys? Yeah! Well, if you are in the mood for a horse, the Bureau for Land Management, this is the week to do it. They are auctioning off a bunch of wild horses for adoption, Big J. Uh, these wild horses were gathered last September from the more four-mile herd, and so they found them just north of Emmett and decided, you know what? There's about 215 wild horses. Let's put them up for adoption, man. Send them to wonderful homes. Over the weekend, you could have uh, spent some time visiting with the animals and picking out your favorite horse, if you will. Kind of like how, you know, if you watch the, uh, the people that bid on the storage machines, like Storage Wars... They go in there and they get a little sneak peek yeah. of the storage uh, units before they bid on them. That was was happening this weekend, but the horses will be open for auction beginning tomorrow through the 22nd. You can still check them out online if you want to through the Bureau of Land Management website. You also have an online corral that you can go to and check them out there where there's some live cameras and stuff. 13 studs and 13 mares among the 215, Big J. If you're looking to set up a franchise, what do you think? I'm good. Hard pass? Yeah. All right. Well, plenty of horse lovers out there that have an opportunity to do so. Check out the Bureau of Land Management's website for more. When it was all said and done, the Los Angeles Rams are your Super Bowl champion. Their first championship in 22 years, second in franchise history, final score 23-20. 
in favor of the Bengals. So the Bengals did cover. The under came in. If that's what you were betting on, that was the way to go. They got the go-ahead touchdown with just 125 left. That would be the final score. Uh, It was the first time Matthew Stafford ended up grabbing a title, his 13th year in the NFL, but it was Cooper Cup who was named the MVP, and justfully so, because he had two touchdowns in the game, really the only two touchdowns uh, for the Rams in that particular contest. It was a hell of a one. Uh, Very happy with, excuse me, uh, Odell Beckham had a touchdown as well. Stafford had three touchdowns, but two picks, so that kind of gets him out of the running for MVP, in my opinion. If you throw a couple, of, if you have a couple of turnovers in the game, especially when a wide receiver was that big of a deal during that final drive, so I think Cooper Cup was the right call for MVP. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think Aaron Donald made a pretty damn good case there at the end of the game. Too. He certainly so. made an impact, but I mean, it's hard to give it to a guy that had three tackles. Granted, he had a bunch of hurries, no sacks though. I don't. I'm not sure you Isn't can that do last- that. Wasn't that last one a sack? No, no, no. Burrow got rid of it. Oh, okay. He got rid of it. So, yeah, he finished with zero sacks in the game. And But certainly his impact was felt. There's there's no doubt about it. But when a guy like Cooper Cup ended up having the game that he had, plus catch, caught the game-winning touchdown, was so huge on that fourth down that kept that drive going, it was the right call. They lost Odell Beckham Jr. to a knee injury. Both quarterbacks had leg injuries in the game as well. Matthew Stafford sprained his ankle. Still not sure what's going on with Joe Burrow's left knee, but it didn't look good when he went down and the Bengals weren't commenting on it after the game, so it makes you think that he was probably more banged up than he let on, but he went out there and tried to do something and lead his team to at least a game-tying field goal, but that's when the Rams' defense stepped up and shut him down there at the 50-yard line because they were pretty close to field goal range. I thought for sure when I was watching it, this game was headed to overtime because that's just how Bengal playoff games have gone this year, but wasn't meant to be. The Rams said thanks, but no thanks. So congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams, your Super Bowl champions. That's really the only thing sporting a thing that's happened over the week unless you count the Olympics. And do you count the Olympics, Big J? Well, not versus the Super Bowl. There you go. Uh, well, they weren't on competing. They were on after the Super Bowl. Did you stick around and no. watch any of them? What did you watch after the Super Bowl? What was your post-Super Bowl viewing? Uh, main cabin builders. <laughs> Quite the contrast. Yeah. I love it. Uh, And nobody went to the movies this weekend either, despite Valentine's Day weekend usually being a home run for whatever romantic comedy of the year is. That wasn't the case this time around. Death on the Nile ended up being the number one movie at the box office. Only $12 million, though, so it didn't make a whole bunch. Jackass Forever came in at number two. The romantic comedy du jour, Marry Me, came in at number three. But that's also streaming on Peacock currently, so they that may have hurt the box office returns for it. Spider-Man No Way Home, number four, and Blacklight, number five, at the box office this weekend. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. <laughs> That is Tool, that is Anima here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And if nothing else, maybe, just maybe, you can learn from our mistakes on this show. And I made a pretty big one yesterday, what at happened, least in my dude? opinion. Well, listen, I can say that that I know that I'm probably not the most open-minded person when it comes to culinary treats. No, you're not. Because I know what I like. And I know what I really like, and when I sit down and I try something, I'm like, well, why wouldn't I just eat the thing that I know I'm going to like, as opposed to trying something that I'm not sure is going to be any good? So I'll, I'll spread my wings a little bit, but for the most part, I have a comfort zone that I like to live in. But the reason why that's the case is because every time I step outside of that zone, I swing and miss drastically. And uh, I decided to get together with some friends for the Super Bowl yesterday, and I decided to step out on a limb. It was my responsibility to uh, bring by some snacks, and so I was going to do that. And I saw a new snack at the store that I was like, this could be amazing. Why not, right? And I grabbed, it was was popcorn that you bought in a bag, but also inside that bag were Captain Crunch Crunch Berries. So it was popcorn and crunch berries together. That was the idea. And I'm like, well, listen, I like popcorn. I like crunch berries. <laughs> I don't mind sweet and salty. Maybe I'll bring it. And it could be the hit of the Super Bowl party. Who knows? So I buy it. And let me tell you when I say not only <laughs> were they disgusting, but there wasn't a soul alive that thought they were any good and demanded to know who brought them <laughs> When asked, and so I had to own up to the fact that I brought the biggest miss 
at the uh, the big game yesterday, which is fairly embarrassing because you know usually there's so many different ways that you can go that's so easy to not screw that up. And yet I decided, hey, you know what? I'm gonna try something new, something different, and I'm gonna give it a shot for the Super Bowl. And it was a huge bust. So maybe that's not the place to try new things, at least for the first time. You can certainly bring something yeah, that you, you know well is good. Have cauliflower bites, bro. Well, I mean, well, no, they're not healthy by any stretch of the imagination. No, but it's still, you know, every now and then you people want to try the trendy things for a Super Bowl party. I don't no. know if it was trendy. It was a mistake is what it was. Uh, there was a reason why I hadn't seen it before, and there's a reason why I probably won't see it again. Because not only was the popcorn, like, not normal popcorn flavored, it had, like, the, the Crunchberry stuff had rubbed off on it, so it tasted weird as well and the crunch berries and the popcorn are not a good combo so i'm not sure if it was like okay we have this paid sponsorship we have to collide these two brands together and try to make it work or <laughs> what but it was it was a mistake on my part a mistake on the company's part to make it and there wasn't a soul like i mean they, they almost went right in the garbage after they were opened up and everybody it was passed around like you have to try this this is how bad it is and uh, <laughs> Agreed to throw to the garbage. So, huge mistake on my part. Don't try it. Don't bring anything new to the Super Bowl party. Now I know. Stick with the solid favorites. There's a reason why they are uh, popular yeah. in that particular mode. So, lesson learned. Uh, and that's what I get for straying outside of my, my safety zone. I won't make that mistake again. So, don't worry. There will be no any kind of weird flavored combos coming your way courtesy of me anymore. I have officially learned my lesson. I was very embarrassed by it. So I brought shame upon my family name yesterday as well during the Super Bowl. Well, so won't be the last time. That's for sure. Morning after with Nick and Big J. You got your bearded badass. That's happening next on the X Rocks. I'm gonna grow a beard. Presented by the Beardsmith on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, you can hit up thebeardsmith.com and uh, schedule up an appointment. Check out some of the great stuff they have. Uh, there for you to purchase to go along with your beard, like beard grease. They've got a lot of great stuff. Uh, so do it up there. They also have walk-ins on occasion. So uh, keep an eye out on their uh, social media for that. Today's Beard of Badass checks all the boxes. I mean, has done incredibly death-defying things, commands att- attention when he yells action, and when you see his beard, you say, Damn! That's a beard. But you might not know Sam Hargrave by sight or name. You have definitely seen his work. And working his way up in the entertainment industry in maybe the most dangerous way as a stuntman. Broken bones, torn ligaments, and remaining in the shadow of a Hollywood superstar is just part of the job. All of that never bothered Sam as he worked his tail off doing stunts until he got his first chance to be a stunt coordinator back in 2006 for the TV series called Dexter. He worked and put in his dues, and at the and then he landed a pretty big gig that got him really noticed, working on the Hunger Games trilogy as stunt coordinator. This caught the eye and attention of the Russo brothers, who decided they wanted him as their stunt coordinator extraordinaire, first in Captain America Civil War, then in both Infinity Game and Endgame. Throw in movies like The Count, Atomic Blonde, and Deadpool 2, and you can see uh, he has an eye for storytelling through stunt work, and that's why the Russo brothers had no problem executive producing his first directed feature film, Extraction, starring Chris Hemsworth. Hargrave's Extraction is still one of Netflix's most watched movies ever, and for good reason, the stunts are amazing. Sam isn't afraid to share the fun on his social media either, taking fans on a play-by-play sometimes of the epic stunts like the now infamous 12-minute one-shot chase sequence from the movie. He also isn't afraid to get into the middle of the action working a camera. He is also isn't afraid to outright shave his beard off for charity. In 2020, he mowed down his lion's mane, well, half of it anyways, to save a forest. He eventually shaved it all, but the beard is back in action in a big way as he and the crew are currently filming Extraction 2. Sam Hargrave is a bearded badass. I still have to watch that movie. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's it. still there. Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't go anywhere once it's on there on Netflix. So uh, if you haven't seen it, Big J, you hardly recommend it. That's Is, is that still the only movie he's ever done, directing-wise? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, he's got uh, Extraction 2 and then a couple other movies uh, that are coming up and getting ready to film. Well, not a bad batting average. I mean, he's doing pretty good so far. Yeah. And they're giving him the keys to a sequel. So congratulations to making the list for Bearded Badass. Morning After with Nick and Big J on the way. Some important stuff. Plus, we're going to go to hell. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, you ready to open up the Big J Think Tank? 
No. Because we got to figure this out. Okay. And so far there hasn't been a solution, but I figure why not? Why don't we leave it up to you to try to figure out what the hell is going on? It's not usually a great idea. No, no, but it can't be any worse than what we're doing now, which is absolutely nothing, because we really have to have a serious conversation about how much bleep is going down on planes. It's, it's not even funny. It seems like every week that goes by, there's another horror story of somebody freaking out on a plane that doesn't need to do so. And the latest is one that happened yesterday on a flight from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C. So it's cross-country. It's not one of those short flights. It's a longer one. And an unruly passenger freaked out and tried to open up the plane's emergency exit during the flight. No! This was after he tried to get into the cockpit as well. According to passengers, a flight attendant eventually had to subdue the passenger by basically bashing him over the head repeatedly with a coffee pot until they knocked him out. That's what ended up happening. The pilot had to land in Kansas City where the FBI agents took the guy away, but this is just the latest and probably the most serious in a string of ridiculously long uh, you know, issues that are going on in the flights. In fact, it's been hands down the worst calendar year for in-flight incidents of unruly passengers that were either questioned or detained by police after the flight. In the last 365 days, 5,981 of those incidents happened in the United States alone. That is bananas. That's crazy. That's 6,000 people that had to be talked to police after their flights because they're not behaving themselves or they're freaking out or they're doing something enough to get the police involved, which is crazy. But as of right now, there's no real, like... Hey, how do we deter this? Obviously, the thought of police after you land isn't doing it. Air marshals in the air are happening, but they're still having these incidents going on. So what's the answer, Big J? Here's the answer. Mid-air executions. Well, that might be a bit much. Well, it probably would stop. Uh, maybe. I mean, the death penalty is still a thing and people still murder. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, however... If it's like a one-and-done kind of situation where, hey, you want to be an a-hole on a flight? That's fine. You're never flying again, period. Yeah, I mean, that's... Drive to where you want to go, a-hole. That's, uh, I think that's uh, something that that can be done. I mean, that's something you can pull off, and, uh, well, that could just ruin some people's lives. Yeah, I mean, it certainly <laughs> would take away... I, I mean, we forget sometimes what a privilege it is to be able to go 3,000 miles in six hours. Yeah, I don't forget it. And and and, and not because uh, I'm uncomfortable on a plane, but it just the thought that, you know, when we went to Belize, like, I, I got on a, a plane at LAX, and then a few hours away, I was thousands of miles away in a completely different country, in a completely different part of the world, and it still blows my mind. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Now, listen, none of that it, it makes sense for why they continue to charge you for every bag you want to check or the ridiculously crazy flights charges, but the reality of the situation is it's still a business. It's still there to make money, but you start taking away this privilege, and maybe, just maybe, we start behaving ourselves a little bit more because right now, it ain't working. Uh, in fact, it's worse than ever. So whatever we have in current checks and balances is not getting the job done and we need to figure something out uh because people got to stop freaking out on planes period at the end well especially the uh, i think the charging for to try to open the door yeah, none of that's okay none that's, of that will ever be okay i'm glad everybody is safe i'm glad they were able to murder take care in my of eyes yeah uh and hopefully there's serious consequences but execution like I said, i've uh, i've never until this this last year i've never seen anybody freak out at an airport or on a plane and i was I, this is the year that i saw it and it was straight up certifiable certifiable the way that, that this person reacted when uh, they got in trouble and it's like see this is why we can't have nice things guys final score of the Super Bowl Rams over the Bengals 23 to 20 last night first Super Bowl championship for the Rams in 22 years second in franchise history Bengals fall to 0 and 3 all time in the big game Matthew Stafford did okay early on couple of picks in the game but he did pick up his first Super Bowl ring Cooper Cup was named the MVP he had a uh, couple of touchdowns in the game good enough they were able to overcome injuries from Odell Beckham Jr. in the game of course Robert Woods already out so the the uh, weapons for the Rams on offense weren't all there but they still got the job done uh joe burrow uh ended up looking pretty good but got banged up there late in the second half and i think that played a pretty big role in the game of course them not being able to convert on fourth down was the big game but joe mixon not being in the game for a couple of third and fourth and ones was interesting to me 
the fact that he was a pro bowler and a pretty good running back, and they gave the ball to Perrin, which is pretty interesting. But either way, congratulations to the Rams. Cooper Cup, the eighth wide receiver to win Super Bowl MVP. Sean McVay, the youngest NFL coach to win a Super Bowl at 36 years old. And this is the second year in a row now that the home team has won the Super Bowl in their home stadium where it went 50, you know, five years without it happening. Yeah. Now it's happened two years in a row. Man, you won't have to worry about it next year. It's with okay. the Buccaneers and the, where is it next year? Arizona, right? Yeah. You don't think the Cardinals get the job done? No. Now the way Kyler Murray and them are beefing, that's for sure. We'll see what ends up happening there as well. Uh, Rams also became the third franchise ever to win the Super Bowl while being located in two different cities. Uh, they previously won in St. Louis. Can you name the other two? The other team that did it, Big J? No. The Colts, who won both in Baltimore and Indianapolis. Also, the uh, the Raiders won in Oakland and Los Angeles too. So there's a couple of teams that pulled it off. And in case you missed any part of the Super Bowl, it felt like it was being brought to you definitely, at least a little bit, by Law and Order. Agree or disagree, Big J? Dun dun dun. But if you missed the Super Bowl, uh, believe you me, Law and Order apparently is coming back. Now it's been 12 years since the original Law and Order has been on TV, but that hasn't stopped Law & Order, the spinoffs, from being all over your TV on a regular basis. Uh, but they're bringing back the original Law & Order. Uh, it was canceled by MVC 12 years ago, but now it's back. Sam Watterson is back. Anthony Anderson is back as well. And then you've got some new faces involved in the actual uh, show. Jeffrey Donovan, Cameron Mayheim, what? What was Anthony Anderson a part of one of the other series before? No, he was in the original Law & Order, the last part of the, the one 12 years ago that oh, got canceled. okay. Uh, he was like the was, last season. Yeah, yeah, the okay. last two or three seasons. I don't remember him being part. Of it. Yeah, no, he was part of it. He was part of it, and this time it's personal. So they're coming back, uh, and it's all coming back on NBC as they tried to shove down your throat yesterday during the Super Bowl. So maybe if you're a Law and Order maniac, that will make you very, very happy. Rocks. We are headed to Provo, Utah, for today's "We're Going to Hell" oh, story. Big J, it is Valentine's Day, and so. Probably apropos for us to have a Valentine's Day themed story. And sure. listen, if you are single, today could be a difficult day, Big J. Yeah. But probably even more difficult if you are just getting out of a relationship, specifically a relationship that you probably didn't want to get out of. You understand? Right, you've been dumped. Yeah, if it, if that's the situation, it's rough. And, uh, you know, not every relationship is meant to go the long haul, but. It's got to be hard when a marriage breaks up around this time of year. Probably not great. Lots of uh, reminders come up on Valentine's Day, etc. Facebook memories not helping. And so you have an issue that you're facing. And probably even worse if, let's say, your husband decided to dump you not too far away from Valentine's Day. And he and his new girlfriend that he left you for have decided they're going to start shacking up in the shed that you have behind your house. Not great, right? Right. Not great on the list of things that you would want to have happen after your divorce. Your husband or your ex-husband, soon-to-be ex-husband, and his new girlfriend are now living in the shed that you have in your backyard. Also, not prime living conditions, Big J. No. I don't care how nice that shed is. It can't be that nice. Uh, And so Claire Robinson, who is 60 years old, decided this weekend that's all she can stands and she can't stands no more because she got herself into some trouble because she was fed up with the fact that her husband and his girlfriend were shacked up in the shed back of their in back of their house in Provo Utah and so she decided it was going to come to an end she grabbed the butane torch big J and set the shed on fire oh god uh, and that is when neighbors called police and they saw the smoke billowing out the two people that were living in the shed were able to escape injury-free, but the shed did burn to the ground along with all of their, you know, I guess worldly possessions that they had in the shed. Shed position possessions. When police showed up, that is when Claire said she didn't know how it started or how it happened, and she did warn the people inside the shed that it was on fire, but both her ex-husband and his girlfriend were like, No! She didn't say a word to us. As a matter of fact, when we ran out of the burning shed, we saw her on the yard, quote, staring at us with dead eyes, end quote. Also not a great look. So they brought in an accelerant-sniffing canine, Big J, and sure enough, it gave positive identification on the shoes and pants worn by Claire had some gasoline on it. So she had clearly spilled gasoline on the shed, started it on fire with a butane torch, 
and hope to watch not only the world burn, but also her ex-husband and the girlfriend. Luckily, nobody was murdered, but it sure didn't stop her from trying. So Valentine's Day was the little straw that broke the camel's back, I suppose, when it comes to this particular relationship. So she was uh, basically sent to jail, charged with aggravated arson, a first-degree felony, and two counts of attempted murder, Big J. She's going to go away for a long, 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 long time. So a reminder, while it sucks when relationships come to an end, uh, burning somebody alive as well as their new relationship they're in, probably not advisable as a solution to the problem. It just makes things worse. Unless, of course, you want three squares a day and a free place to live for three decades or so. Yeah. Then you're all right. But do not recommend. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It's Nine Inch Nails. It's only here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Of course, we got to talk about it. We talk about it every stinking year after the big game. It's half the reason why people that don't care about football tune in. That would be, no, not the halftime show. We're talking about the commercials that aired during the Super Bowl. Big J, your overall opinion on them as a whole. Impressed, walked away, unimpressed, what? Unimpressed. Seems like that's been a common theme the last several years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think our expectations are too high from from the past. Well, you know what? I don't even think it's our fault. I think it's because there's all this lead up. And again, there's now these teasers that go into what's happening that some of them you like you know at some point dr evil is going to pop up is it going to be any funny of course not because you've now looked forward to that for six days and you go oh that's it that's all that they're going to cram into 35 seconds on my tv and so it's perpetually disappointing but it just feels like they've fallen flat were there any ones that knocked it out of the park in your opinion uh for me anyways i mean i I like the nfl live uh one with the uh animation football players i was trying to figure out what that was was it for a new game for no, it's for the NFL. It's just the NFL in, in general. Yeah. It wasn't an actual video game that they're plugging. Yeah, no. I see. Okay. Um, I, I enjoyed the Barbie's Dream House. I thought that, that was That was fun. my favorite one. The Rocket Mortgage one was, I laughed actually out loud at that one. It yeah. was a good one. Uh, that was pretty good. And um, of course, I, I love the uh, Mayor of Flavortown, the, the Bud Light Seltzer one with Guy Fieri. You did like that yeah. one. I thought it was a little over the top, but I know you're a Guy Fieri fan, so that made sense to me that you would enjoy that one. I like the Amazon Alexa one with Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, that that was, one also yeah. made me laugh out loud. And the other one that I liked, although I couldn't tell you what the hell it was for because there was 900 different crypto ones, was the Larry David crypto one I thought was actually See, kind of funny. Yeah, we thought it was funny. My wife was like, what's go? Who is this? And I'm like, I'm not even going to try to tell you. Oh, she didn't even know who he was? Yeah, because and she <laughs> refuses to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Or Seinfeld, so, right? If you yeah, exactly. So if you you know know Clary David, yeah, that's funny as hell. It is funny. Uh, but I could not tell you which one of the 700 crypto companies that advertised during the Super Bowl it was for. Though. Dumbest one, and I understand it was effective and it crashed all their websites, but the stupid QR code one. See, I missed that one. I, 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 I Somebody told me you that it happened. but it's, no, I know it bounced okay. around for like 30 seconds, but it, yeah, it had to work. Everybody brought out their cameras to... And it, and it broke their website. Yeah. So uh, there you go. That was the theme for this particular Super Bowl, for sure. It was about cryptocurrency, it was about electric cars, and it was about uh, diet beers is basically what you had for... All the trends that are popular <laughs> in the world. I mean, that's... It reminded me of, like, what was it, like 2000, where, like, every commercial was some sort of new website, and it was, like, a bunch of websites you'd never heard of. That's how this crypto stuff yeah. is going. It's, like, all these crypto companies have no idea who they are. I are totally missed and didn't see it, but I, I missed out on the Gerard Mayo um uh, the Mayo uh, website, or the Mayo one, where he tackles Dave uh, P. Davidson. Yeah, yeah. I missed out on that one, uh, so uh, I think that probably would have been pretty funny. It was basically uh, office linebacker yeah. with food. I'm is fine with that. What it was. Uh, and so that's what they brought that one back. That one got pretty good uh, response. Bunch of musical ones this year, I thought. There were more than, at least seemed like a bunch of more than usual musical ones with like the, the Dolly Parton and the Zach Braff one they were singing along with. And Dolly Parton. I, I, I love Dolly Parton, but man, it looked like oh, her skin was oh. fighting a fight that it's not going to win. What's going on, man? It, it looked like it hurt her to smile. Like an alien. God bless her. But uh, there were also uh, a bunch of stuff that, that popped on. I think Uber Eats is another one that got pretty good grades at least when you look at ad meter those are the people the one with all the celebrities eating things that you're not supposed to eat but i think everybody else kind of agrees it was pretty run-of-the-mill 
for Super Bowl ads, but there's just too much to live up to now. As long as you find like three or four that you like, I think you should consider it a win. Yeah. And I think I've got about three of them that I that I did enjoy. The rest I was there for, but uh, not exactly knocking it out of the park. But hopefully you enjoyed some of the commercials at least a little bit for the big game camp that was happening yesterday. Here's traffic. Still waiting for that morning after Super Bowl commercial. With you with clothes on this time. Yeah, oh thank you. Yeah, no, I didn't wanna I didn't wanna recreate with your us other together. Show. Right. Like an actual advertisement for the show during the Super Bowl. But should we hold our breath? It's been almost fifteen years. No, no? We, we shouldn't hold our breath You're at all. We'll right. be dead. There'll be no sixteenth. <laughs> How about we check out the TDS Fiber Traffic Center brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. Here comes CB. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Believe it or not, like it or not, today is Valentine's Day and many of you are in committed and wonderful relationships. But some people out there, Big J, are looking for love. Free agents. In all the wrong places, looking for love. (laughs) Which is why enter Tinder, Big J. It is one of the many online dating apps that you can get involved in and they have a new feature called fast chat blind date the tool allows users to enter timed chats with potential messages matches before leaving uh, before seeing their profile or photos so you get a good taste of somebody's personality and their conversational habits before you even know what they look like and then if you both approve the conversation that you've had after that time period elapses you can see each other's profiles and then see if there's some sort of physical attraction there so it's kind of like speed dating but like blindfolded and then you're able to kind of see the other person i feel like back in the day that would have been something i would have been excelling excelling at because you're a personality first kind of guy and you're like hey listen if you like this particular package you want to laugh here i am and then you see my face and then it's a done deal right and then you go okay do i want to deal with this or and then they see the rest of me (laughs) whether they like like, it or not okay oh is that usually how it No passion, just the resounding, all right, that'll do. That'll do, pig. That'll whoa, do. whoa. Well, I'm not calling you a pig. I'm just referencing a movie. Yeah, not all. everybody gets that. Watch Babe. Even watch Babe, A Pig in the City. Uh, it's basically a, a, uh, a go-to for somebody that wants a personality-first approach to things and people that are looking for authentic connections, which so often can go by the wayside in these dating apps from time to time. If you want to use it, answer a short series of questions and allow Tinder to pair them based on similar responses. And then, boom, next thing you know, you're in a blind date and see if it works out. It is now available in the United States. It will be available globally soon. So if you're one of those creeps that likes to travel and then access your Tinder, you can do that in other countries. Let's say if you make another trip to Belize, Big J. Oh, no Rams beat the Bengals 23-20 last night for their very first Super Bowl championship in 22 years. Cooper Cup, your MVP. Matthew Stafford grabs his first Super Bowl ring after 13 years in the NFL. Odell Beckham Jr. gets a ring, even though he got hurt in the second quarter of the game. Had a pretty big first half. Joe Burrow, meanwhile, misses out. Bengals fall to 0-3 in Super Bowls in the franchise history. But if there is a situation where you can see a team getting back, I'd say the Bengals have a better chance of going back before the Rams do. I mean, the Rams have a lot of... Salary cap issues, they've got a lot of free agents they have to address. They've got at least two people talking about retirement, one of which, of course, the best defensive player to play the game. What a weirdo. Uh, well, I mean, you know, listen, once you, you, what more can he do, I guess is the point. Win right? more Super Bowls? Yeah, but the, he knows they have an uphill battle. I mean, the Rams went all in to win this year. This is a winner bust year for the Rams because of Von Miller and no first-round draft picks and Matthew Stafford and, you know, all the guys that they have on this team that came together that are going to be free agents next year. So he knows before the Rams fade back into oblivion, this is a good way to get it. Maybe he wants to go out on top, but uh, who knows? But I can see the Bengals coming back uh, because... They got youth mm-hmm. and some really good uh, of those um, important, um, you know, I guess, highlight guys, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, but uh, they need to fix up that offensive line. They do, but again, <laughs> they're in a position where they can fix it up because yeah. not only that, th- those guys that you talked about are all under contract, all in their rookie deal contract, so there's not a lot against the cap. Yep. They'll have some flexibility to get better. Um, but it was a good game. Congratulations to the Rams on their Super Bowl victory. Big J, we lost a legend yesterday. Ivan Reitman, story producer, director behind some of Hollywood's biggest comedies, passed away. The family released a statement last night that Ivan Reitman passed away, unfortunately. Of course, his son 
carried the torch with Ghostbusters Afterlife this year, kind of passing on things from what his dad started to what he created. I still haven't seen that. You? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, me either. It's I will here pretty soon, though. It's got to be streaming here soon uh, on something. But, of course, Ivan Reitman, not just famous for Ghostbusters, but some of the biggest comedies of all time. We're talking about Stripes. We're talking about Animal House. Uh, I did not know that he worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger in three movies. Do you know which ones? Yeah, let's see. Uh, Kindergarten Cop. Uh-huh. Uh, twins? Yeah. Basically all the Arnold comedies. Yeah, Junior. There you go. That's all three. I'm, I'm looking at it right here. Oh, you cheater. And then, of <laughs> course, he's also done a bunch of other stuff as well, producing a bunch of movies after he got out of the directing game and certainly will be missed. An icon, without a doubt. I had no idea. He, he uh, directed uh, Draft Day, which I like that movie. Uh, well, Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, the Cleveland Browns story. Yeah. Yeah, it was an interesting movie. Um, not up there in the sports movies, but it's certainly a movie nonetheless that you can watch. It's a real thing. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. We got your pop culture smackdown, Valentine's themed, coming up. You've been warned. Here. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And the Young Guns Tour is coming to the Rev Center next Tuesday, Nick. Uh, we've got Mammoth, Wolfgang Van Halen, and uh, Dirty Honey coming to town. It's going to be a great show. We'll get you set up with these tickets. By the way, if you want to see or hear our interview with uh, Wolfgang we had last week, you can uh, find that at YouTube under the X's Facebook page as well. And? Oh, uh, these are both four. Yeah. Okay. And tickets to uh, a free X show with Dead Sarah on the, the day before on Monday, so a week from today, at the Knitting Factory. Uh, it's our first free X show in two years. You're going to be concerting it out next week. If right. you can beat me, Pop Culture Smack. Two days in a row, baby. You're going to be concerting up. If you want to go, you need to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. You have to defeat Big J in Valentine's Day-themed Pop Culture Smackdown. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? How you doing, buddy? What's your name? Name's Matt. All right, Matt, you're up first. Matt, which hugely popular pop star appeared in the romantic comedy film Valentine's Day? Your choices are as follows. Was it Beyonce, Justin Bieber, or Taylor Swift? One of those people were in the movie Valentine's Day. Which one? Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, Beyonce? Beyonce. Wrong. Good guess because she's been in other movies, but she was not in that one. Hello, The X. Hello, The X. Good morning. Good morning. Which pop star appeared in the romantic comedy film Valentine's Day? Was it Beyonce, Justin Bieber, or Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. That is correct. Right. Big J, which hugely popular pop star played the role of Cat Valentine on two TV shows, Victorious and Sam and Cat? Man. Uh, let's see. Let's go with um, Jessica Simpson. Wrong. Not so much hugely popular anymore. Uh, I thought I'd put this on a tee for you because it was the, your go-to pop star answer last week. And it was actually the correct answer today, but you got it wrong. Do you remember who you answered to two different questions last week? Uh, boy. I, Pop star wise? No. Beyonce? No. Wrong. No, no. Aria Grande? Right. Oh, yeah. Ariana Grande was the right answer. She played Cat Valentine on two Nickelodeon shows. Victorious. You got me as confused as a defensive coordinator for the Bengals. That's <laughs> Cat. Congratulations. You've got yourself tickets to both Wolfgang Van Halen and Dirty Honey and our free X show with Dead Sarah. Please hold on one second, man. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all good to go there. That's your Pop Culture Smackdown. Headlines are next on the X Rocks. Big J, what would you do if I told you headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda? I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. It's easy to get your auto loan pre-approved at Team, Maz- Team Mazda's iPreCheck button. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com for more information. Headlines are as follows. You know what? Keep them. Boo on you, Nike, and Idaho proud. Boo on you, Nike. A Southern California small business is facing Nike's wrath after choosing the name Just Suck It. Owner Andrea Galbraith says she decided to purchase the domain name in advance of starting a succulent-themed blog. You know, succulent stuff. Succulent. She lost her job as a social worker during the pandemic, so she began selling kind of succulent gift arrangements. You know, like personal planners, gift boxes, other succulent-themed items. She created an LLC with the Just Suck It name in July of 2020 and then sought to trademark it in April of 2021. 
Soon after the trademark was published, Galbraith got a notice from the United States Patent and Trademark Office informing her that Nike had filed an opposition notice to trademark it just because it's similar to Just Do It. She took her story to TikTok and she's hoping to get advice about other owners from how to fix Nike's cease and desist, which she says she got just days after posting her video. Nike's got some deep pockets and some pretty expensive lawyers, so this looks like an uphill battle, but it seems weird to me that you can do that. Like, I mean, I know it's one thing to own Just Do It, but to prevent other people from coming up with something that is different, although shares a couple words with it, I don't think it was a play on the Nike thing. Like, her logo doesn't look anything like it. There's no swooshy thing. No, nothing like at all. Not even, like, any kind of thing that would make you think it was <clears throat> similar. It just seems like they're trying to box out people for no reason whatsoever. But also, like, I mean, if there was a legitimate case to me, you would think that the patent office would be the one to say, no, it's too close. But they gave her the trademark for it. So, I mean, if you've got a trademark for something, that feels like, to me, it's different enough that it shouldn't be a problem. But I don't I didn't finish my law school classes, so I can't tell you. Yeah, that's not very nice. You know what? Keep them or Idaho Proud. Idaho Proud? The Idaho Potato Commission. Big J, you ever heard of it? Yeah, man, they put on that uh, big bowl game every year. They announced that they're celebrating Valentine's Day and the state's signature crop with a limited edition potato perfume, Big J. How would you like to smell like a spud all day long, huh? No, sorry. How come? Well, perfumes aren't for you anyway. You're more of a cologne guy. The IPC said the fragrance, called Frights by Idaho, is made from distilled Idaho potatoes. They throw in some essential oils in there, and it's designed to smell like a fresh plate of french fries. You're telling me you don't want the wife to smell like french fries? No, I don't like French fries. What? Get out of it's here, you communist! Uh, some, no, whether I'd rather you have at, another burger at a drive-through. Well, listen, you're in Idaho. Love it or leave it, pal. Whether I'll you drive it. through, get on, go on, get through the restaurant or dining in. It's near impossible not to be in Idaho and enjoy fries. Well, sorry, Idaho President and CEO Jamie Hingham. According to Big J, you're wrong. Yeah. The perfume is a gift for anybody that can't refuse a french fry. The commission said the $1.89 bottles of the fragrance sold out quickly, but you can still jump on their Instagram page to win some free bottles on this Valentine's Day. So follow the Idaho Potato Commission on Instagram. They're giving away some free bottles of french fry cologne. Enjoy. Or perfume, if you will. Wrap it up with, you know what, keep them. I guess they they do say what's meant to be will come back to you, right? And a British man who lost his dentures in a recycling bin in Spain 11 years ago was stunned when they showed up in his mail recently. His name is Paul Bishop. He's 63 years old. He apparently went to Spain to celebrate his buddy's 50th birthday 11 years ago when, of course, he drank too much, needed to vomit, so he puked into a recycling bin and lost his dentures... In the process. God! He didn't even know he was missing his teeth until he made it to the next bar. His friends went back, searched the recycling bin for the dentures. No success. Whoa, whoa, stop right there. I know, I know. This story's weird from the word go. That's some good damn friends right there. You're absolutely correct. As somebody that has actually uh, had my hands in a friend's vomit, it takes a very good friend in order to do that. Uh, I believe I told you the story of my friend that puked in a Mexican cab. Yeah. And the guy I mean, said has, that if he puked, it was a $250 fee and we didn't have it. So we started scooping out his vomit from the cab while my other buddy distracted the cab driver. That's friendship. Yeah. Also, we were very broke and we didn't have $250. So it was desperate times, desperate measures. Anyway, this dude was shocked this week to get the package, which contained a note saying the dentures had been in storage for many years. Before being sent for a DNA test to find their owner, Bishop said the teeth no longer fit his mouth. I wonder why that is. That seems weird to me. Well, he seemed to have them pretty young. I get. Well, he was 50 years old. Yeah. He's 63 now. Yeah, 50. You should, I don't know. This, you got something going on there. But he you is should have dentures at 50. Considering putting them on display at his men's club where he works as the general manager. Please don't. Also, listen, I don't want puke-covered teeth sent back to me. What are you supposed to do well, with Well, I'm thinking they cleaned them up before they did the DNA test. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's how you get the DNA, right? They have yeah, to be somewhat dirty. We, we have so many questions about this. <laughs> I mean, I would think they're lost to time. I would feel very shocked if I got my puke-covered uh, dentures back. And certainly don't display them, sir. Throw them away where they belong, where they should have stayed, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. 
right now on 100.3 VX Rocks. Yeah, brought to you by the Idaho Lottery, and we'll throw at you a $30 prize pack from the Idaho Lottery. It's got a bunch of cool scratchers or latest scratchers, a chance for you to win big money. Plus, we'll get you a pair of uh, GA4 tickets to Shine Down, which is happening April 2nd at Extra Mile Arena. The Pretty Reckless coming with them and Diamante. It's going to be a great show. All this is yours if you just play the dating game with us. Pretty simple. It's a perfect present for Valentine's Day, for being perfectly honest. Yeah. I mean, tickets to a sweet-ass concert. And, mm-hmm. I mean, quite frankly, could be tens of thousands of dollars. It also could be nothing, if we're being perfectly honest. But, sure. I mean, it doesn't cost you nothing. If you're balling on a budget, this is a great Valentine's Day gift. Maybe for you, Big Joe. 208-287-1003. You have to play the dating game, which works like this. Big J will give you an event that happened on a particular date. He will then follow it up with three statements. You have to decide if those statements happened before or after the original date that he gave you. Two out of three, right? Look at you. You're winning our last Valentine's Day prize package, courtesy of the Idaho Lottery. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, the X. Good morning. How you doing, buddy? What's your name? I'm good. I'm Bryce. All right, Bryce. You're up. Good luck, man. Here we go. All right, Bryce. This is the event, okay? On this day, uh, February 14th, 1991, the movie Silence of the Lambs is released, okay? So anything after this is either before or after that date. First up, was Jodie Foster born before or after 1991? before. That's right. Correct. He was born in 1962. Uh, second here, was Anthony Hopkins born before or after 1991? Before. Right. Yeah, Nailed the- it! 1937. Did we make it easy enough for you, Bryce? Yes, I appreciate it. You guys are great. God Thank bless you. America. Congratulations. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Hang on. We'll hook you up with this Valentine's Day prize package courtesy of the Idaho Lottery and, of course, us here at the X with the Shine Down and Pretty Reckless Tickets. That's how we close out the dating game, Big J, with a real yeah. easy home run right out of the park. Love you it. said you made it easy. I did. You did. I did. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We're not done with the prizes yet, though. We got some bad impressions. Those are next on the X Rock. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And next week... Next Monday night at the Knitting Factory, we have our first free act show in two years. Dead Sarah going to be here. It will be an amazing show opening up. Got some great bands as well um, with uh, Silent Theory. We've got Ghost Box for you and Crush the Monster. So we'll get you set up with these if you can figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Bad Impressions. It works like this. Big J's got three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is, and you're going to our show a week from today. Hello, The X. Hey, this is Dennis. All right, Dennis, you're up first. Good luck, man. Hey, sorry, but I feel like it's time to retire Ethan Hunt. Mm -hmm. Eventually, one day, Top Gun 2 Maverick will come out. Let's do the next one. When I get excited, I jump up and down on Oprah's couch. <laughs> Tom Cruise. That's correct. Good job. Why, why are you laughing? I don't. I, it, it, to me, it's just funny. I mean, that had to be what twenty years ago, and it's still something that's in the the consciousness of everybody. That one particular thing he did for two seconds on a talk show, and he's lived with him forever. Oh yeah. God bless America. Why is Tom Cruise in the news? Uh, listen, I'm watching the game last night, and I switch over and look at Twitter to see what is uh, trending, and Tom Cruise is trending. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, why? And um, it, it happened to be because, Nick, you know, the uh, uh, the Doctor Strange 2 movie trailer happened, right? Correct. And uh, apparently, and here's the thing. I mean, years ago when we watched movie trailers, we watched a movie trailer. And now they break everything down. I mean, frame by frame, it's crazy. But people are theorizing that Tom Cruise is going to be making a big splash in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in this movie. Uh, now there's leaked photos of him uh, on a green screen and such that he will be a part of this movie. have no idea if that's true. But the speculation out there was crazy. Plus, uh, he uh, seems to be uh, putting down the Mission Impossible uh, stuff after this last movie comes out. What do you think? What does your gut say? Is he going to show up in this movie? Um, I, I mean, it would be hard to keep under wraps. 
Yeah. You know, especially now. Well. But but I mean, there are a lot of people out there that, that they know a lot about some of this uh, geekier comic book stuff. And the role that they say he would be playing would be uh, the role of uh, Iron Man Superior, which is somebody I'm not familiar with. Obviously, it's Iron Man, but uh, in a different uh, multiverse, uh, who knows what that means? And yeah, there's a lot of people who uh, mentioned that uh, Tom Cruise was part of the, the thought process of having him be Iron Man at the very beginning, and then they went with Robert Downey Jr. So Yeah, the film was knows? greenlit with him as Iron Man before yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe was a thing. And then it kind of kicked things off and thinks, I mean, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. I mean, I, I wouldn't be against it if it, if it does, but I, I don't I don't buy that they're going to have a, a star that big pop up in what would have to be just a cameo because you can't explore this whole universe with Tom Cruise as a new Iron Man just because, I mean, God love him, he's just too old. They're putting together franchises here, man. I mean, Marvel's playing chess, we're all playing checkers. They're eight moves ahead of us already. And so, you know, they need somebody that's going to be around for a long Yeah, but I see, though, haul. the multiverse is some of it throw away. Uh, for of it, the yes. sake of just doing it. Sure, I suppose you, you could, could see some of that in the Spider-Man No Way Home. Like what? Just all the Spider-Mans. We might get Andrew Garfield, but no Tobey Maguire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but some that was a can big just, chunk of that movie. You it, know, it, it opens wasn't. up the opportunity to service the fans and yet still move a story forward. Yeah, I agree. But also, you so. had you had 20 years of history with those two before they popped into this movie. Tom Cruise is a whole new character that nobody's ever heard about. Is going to need some sort of backstory and some sort of future, and I don't think he would do just a cameo. That's my gut. I could be wrong. I just don't see it happening. Would be all for it if it does, but I don't see it. But you never know. It is Marvel. They have surprised us before. I mean, hell, Brad Pitt popped up for two seconds in Deadpool, so you never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Although he wasn't Brad Pitt. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Nor was he's he a invisible. huge major character. He's invisible. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on The x Black Veil Brides, Crimson Skies. That's how we're wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this Monday, the morning after the Super Bowl. Thank you guys for getting up early and hanging out with us. We did talk a lot of Super Bowl over the course of the show today. Like, don't let it be the place where you debut a new snack. Not smart. And also, what commercials we enjoyed and didn't enjoy. So you're up to date on pretty much all of our Super Bowl knowledge, unless you had anything else to add to that conversation, Big J. Yeah, no. Making sure. Uh, Other than that, we gave away some tickets to Wolfgang Van Halen and Dirty Honey. That will continue tomorrow. More tickets to our free X show with Dead Sarah coming up tomorrow as well. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, You know what? It's okay and and good that you probably should do some gestures of kindness. Uh, It could make somebody's day, according to a new survey, obviously. And the number one thing on there is something that you might not think of, but we don't say enough. And that's thank you, Nick. Yeah. 49%. As a matter of fact, I just thanked everybody for listening today. Yeah. So I feel like I've done a pretty good job. Yeah, no, you do that every morning. You do a great job. Uh, it is important to treat each other with kindness and uh, be appreciative of things that uh, may seem normal to you, but really are uh, above and beyond considering what is happening in the world. And so it's always nice when we can say thank you for whatever it is that you do. So, hey, thank you for listening. Thanks for going to the Free X Show in a week. We already appreciate it, even though you haven't even shown up yet. Yeah. Uh, thank you for making us a popular morning show, which is crazy when you think about it, but we appreciate that as well. Any thank yous? I'm missing? No, thank you, India. I was waiting for that. I was hoping. If you were going to say it, I was. Thank you, India. Uh, And terror. As we continue to make 91, what, 9094 Alice Atlantis Morissette references? Yeah. We're trying. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew swinging in here next. Have a good one. It's the X Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.